the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And today we're live. We're back at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. We so, were live yesterday. We were live yesterday. We just were back. Okay, today we're live and at the nursery. Oh, okay. Yesterday we were live and at the studio. There you go. So... Uh, we uh, want to encourage. It was too scary up there on that twelfth floor. Yeah, in the studio. I'm Actually, glad, glad to be back. Here. You, what you didn't hear was the stories uh, about the show that was there. Uh, Ask the experts at ten. The lights kept going off and on, and the windows kept pushing in. And oh, they, they said Lord. we actually felt the building move. Wait a minute! With all the wind that oh, was yeah, coming I've in. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've been in tall buildings where, but and some of them are built so that they can. They actually move and but I, I don't know that I'd ever get comfortable with that. But no, moving, I don't think I would. So, but uh, it's uh, good to be here at the nursery. Yeah, and good to see the tomatoes survived. Yeah, That's they, what I was worried about. <laughs> There's some things blown over, but the tomatoes look pretty good. Well, <laughs> some of the one gallons, I guess, got blown over, but that ruby crush that uh, that new cherry tomato right there it's it's the first tomato on the and there too there too yeah and it's it's looking tough <laughs> yeah. it's looking it's sturdy it's a sturdy plant well yeah so it's time now the time, it's time. if those. you uh, are going to get a fall crop in get them in now uh, you get a little slack if you get the one gallon the big container cuz they're they're about, they're just a they're about the same size as mine that have been planted for four weeks. Yeah. Uh, and they, some of them are ready to get the bloom. Um, but if you're going to put uh, one, the one quart, which is a really nice size, easy to work with, and a high survival rate, you want to get those in now uh, so that you can beat the cold weather. And take advantage of this uh, this mild weather, some moisture in the soil and uh, 70, what, highs of 80 or less and lows of 70. Right. Perfect, perfect for For tomatoes, yeah. And then... So that's what what we tell everybody early on in July when we're trying to get people to plant uh, tomatoes is that uh, you want them to get established before this type of weather occurs. Yeah. I guess we can, we'd be comfortable predicting... That all of you that planted four weeks ago uh, and got the really 
have the really thin, hot weather leaves on your tomatoes, uh, within a few days you you'll see those things widen. Back to normal, yeah. So it's, it's kind of amazing uh, the few years where we've uh, had the real hot summer and it finally got cool. Uh, you know, one day they're all thin, and it seems like the yeah. next day or two days later they're f- full size again. Right. So it's an indication that that uh, that root system's in shape, the tomato's ready for action, and uh, they'll start setting fruit almost immediately. Yeah, the plant uh, plant doesn't like it, but it it survives uh, without without. And we can no uh, problem. Anybody out there wants to give us a tomato report, I, I suspect there's some gardeners out there that have tomato plants that are setting fruit right now. Well, we, we've definitely had the wind to shake the pollen loose. <laughs> oh, we've definitely had the uh, cool temperatures. And we, we the, ta- the only problem was high humidity caused the pollen to be yeah. a little bit sticky. And we but, ta- uh, talked yesterday about the potential for the wind to be a, an issue. Uh, and every garden's a little different. Some of them are sheltered, and, and we see that e- even in the nursery. It depends on where you are. Yeah, those prevailing winds are sweeping in, and they're pretty strong. But we don't even feel them here on the no. on the porch in our little sheltered spot. Is and, your ruby crush uh, growing, or is it staying small and compact? And is it blooming? It, it is outgrowing the uh, surefire that okay. I planted. That okay. started out the same size, and I planted yeah. at the same time. So it they both want to set. They both are want to bloom, though. Yeah. Uh, but I have I do have some fruit on the HM eighteen twenty three and on the BHN nine sixty. You got yeah. it this time. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I know the la, the draft of the last article I wrote. I got it wrong again. <laughs> I have, have to figure out how to remember. Well, we talked about it. I just have to get a tattoo. Uh, I, yeah. At my age, I kind of run out of space with all the <laughs> tattoos I've had to put there, so I remember things. But uh, like you, you said in your dig-in now in column in yesterday's paper, getting late to plant fall tomato with the expectation to beat the cold weather. Uh, and these these are like Ruby Crush and Roma Surprise, which Millburger has an abundant supply of. Look good. They of look all good. that, and, and they look good. I would. That's sad when you're worried about the tomatoes at the, at the nursery uh, going through the uh, the storm surge, but uh, they, the tomatoes look great. Uh, they they probably like the extra water and cool temperatures. Well, and what. My house, uh, my, you know, inch and a half since the storm has started. It's been been raining steady, but it's been a kind of a drizzly, soaking rain. Right. Tennessee winter rain. You know? Yeah, right. And, of course, the 968 uh, Cherry Surprise. Now, do you notice that Ruby Crush is more compact uh, and, and sturdier, like out, like out there on the benches? It's, it's more it's sturdy. It's more compact than the Surefire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Surefire's always been a loose. Yeah, plant. but I, it's a, it's smaller than the, than the others, so I can't really. Uh, yeah. Right. Compare it. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm anxious for 
if you have if you haven't got any tomatoes planted yet, uh, this is the place to come and and get that. Uh, like we said, the Ruby Crush and the Roma Surprise and the 968 Cherry Surprise. And if you if you're growing only in containers or if you grow a lot of container plants, give that Ruby Crush a, a try. The, the yeah. plants look good. And uh, what'd you say? It, four feet. Yeah, four feet in a yeah, container. Yeah, it's a, it's a true determinant. Well, which is two two feet at least shorter than the. Uh, thank you. Hey, we need to get to uh, hang hang on to your Thanks, Ruby Mary. Crush thoughts. Um, James is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, great. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I had a. You guys are talking about um, container tomatoes, and we were talking about container tomatoes at church this morning. And for the people that are, you know, a little late, uh, we were kind of thinking, get the biggest plants you can. And when you when you put them in a container, mix half potting soil and half of that bagged cow manure will get them really going. Was the recommendations we all came up with this morning? I didn't know if you guys were recommending to mix the potting soil and the cow manure, but that's what the professionals are doing. Yeah. Well, and uh, some also also we recommend. Uh, uh, ha- copious heavy amount, hey, copious amounts of osmocote. Yeah, it's easy. hey, guess what? I heard Steve Brown talk about copious amounts of rain. Did you? Uh, the other day? <laughs> I, I started starting to call y'all. It's uh, catching on. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 problem with horse manure. Some people got a good supply. No, 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 no. Bag cow manure. The, it's 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 in a bag. It's composted. No horse oh, okay. manure, please. Okay, well, then we went, need, you need, you probably need some more, well, I would, I think yeah. you would need more nutrients in there than just the. That's why we said copious amounts of osmocote. Yeah, with you can the, either, the you know, the liquid, manure. the liquid, yeah, the liquid feed or, or or do like Jerry says with the, with the osmocote. Right. But, but yeah, no that, that's, a, that's a good. Yeah, it's fine. That's a good. That's a good plan. And James, is that part of the sermon? Was well, talking about yeah, some, I'm not finished yet. We got about another minute here. Uh, when I was uh. hanging out with Malcolm, <laughs> um, he was getting the uh, the sweepings from Ratama and the the rodeo shows, and that's where the Pickleram came in. That's when when he did all the the work on Pickleram. And that that horse manure is, man, you can really get hurt bad with that stuff because that pickler ram and that uh, gray, gray zone P plus D does not go away. Yeah. Well, I I think I was maybe in reaction to your testimony before, but I I saw it at uh, one of our agencies that's known for their careful environmental work, where they used uh, a. a uh, manure that had been composted, and you could see where the pickerand had the drainage from there, where they applied it to their new planting yeah. area, and and the drainage down through the residential area. Oh Lord! Yeah, and it was. I mean, of course, it took a little while to diagnose the issue, but yeah. then they they figured it out, and uh, yeah, it can be that. That's quite quite a thing, and it turned out it was 
Seemed like it was a couple of years. Uh, still potent after a couple of years. Yeah, hmm. it's real bad stuff, uh, Calvin. It's it's really bad stuff. And Malcolm was saying, you know, even once it's composted, you're still going to get in trouble, just like you said. Now he he said that, you know, you can use it on grass crops because it'll kill broadleaves, but you can't use it on any broadleaves because it'll kill broadleaves. So, right. that horse manure, you got to really keep your eye on that stuff, man. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks James. James. Have fun. Bye. Bye-bye. How much rain did you get, Dad? Oh, yeah. Yep. We lost him. Okay. Yeah, that will be interesting. Everybody give us a report. Out, out yeah, I think so, too. It will be interesting. Hey, if you... Uh, so at Medical Center, yeah, 1.4 inches since the so storm far? started. And then at uh, two days before the storm, I got 0.6 so I don't know if we want to count that, but uh, just officially, I guess, 1.4 inches. But And that's hard to imagine because it seems like it's rained two days straight. Yeah. With some little drizzly. Drizzly. But uh, even even on the south side of town, uh, I think we got, I haven't heard how much we got at the greenhouse yet, but uh, uh, just over, you know, over there around the, uh, South Cross and, and on the southeast side of town. Uh-huh. Um, They've got quite a bit, several inches. Well, and then uh, Austin had, last night, last yesterday afternoon, they had already had 5.45 yeah. inches. Yeah, Austin, I didn't remember any of the models talking about Austin being, and, yeah, they've gotten a bunch. Um, and then Seguin. Uh, New Braunfels, you mentioned that. Houston, 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 Houston. Oh, Houston's getting blasted. Oh, Houston. They were just talking. Yeah. Well, the news on. Yeah, yeah, just on this. On the answer. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, if you are interested in, in making donations and, and helping out the, the victims of the hurricane, uh, I did go to, I took our station's advice and went to srnnews.com, and there's a banner that will show you how to do it, srnnews.com, and they do a, a really good job, and they're very, very efficient. Uh, and what they do, srnnews.com uh, is the place to go, and I'll keep mentioning that. Hey, um, one more thing to tell you, too, with the weather being the way that it was, uh, or what was predicted, Millburgers went ahead and canceled both events that were supposed to be held uh, yesterday. One was the Children's Fall Gardening uh, Workshop for Fall Vegetable Gardening. That one is going to be next Saturday, the 2nd, uh, from 10 to 11. So there's still time to call in. And make your reservations on that one at 497-3760, 497-3760. And also, um, the David Rodriguez was going to be here. And, um, you know. Same day? Same day, as a matter of fact. 10.30 to noon during doing a more adult seminar on fall vegetable gardening, and uh, that's going to be part one. So part one and part two. Is that the two same be- David Rodriguez, famous for his his beer and wine yeah. programs? Yeah. 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 
Beer, wine, and chicken. And he's doing, oh, he does vegetables, too. Beer, huh? wine, chicken, and bees. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> it sounds good. Uh, but David is going to be here on the 9th. Things and, have changed since Jerry and I yeah, were in the extensions. Yeah, they, we didn't fool with that stuff. Back then, it's, uh, you didn't do chickens? They would have urban, been aghast. If, did you do any urban garden, any urban chickening or whatever it's called now? No. Poultry. Oh. We, we did at the... Uh, Two international master gardener conferences that we sponsored here in San Antonio. We did uh, wine tasting. Oh, okay. And, and it was it was kind of a uh, cringe <laughs> at that. It really? turned out wonderful. It was very popular. Dr. McKitchen. Yeah. He did a good he did a good job. Everybody was had fun and uh, uh, had good wine too. So um, the. Uh that David's uh, workshop will be September 9th from 10:30 to noon, and and maybe. Wait a minute! You said uh, the children were September the second. Right, and then David's a week after. Oh, oh so they're not the same day. Not That's the same day on this. They were yesterday the same day. The, the, they, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, for more information, go to millburgernursery.com. And you can learn more at MillburgerNursery.com. All right, we'll take a break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 308-8867. If you're out and about and you can and you want to call in with those rain reports, uh, we'll take them. We'd love to hear them. Always makes uh, interesting uh, topics. So 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers in terms of things that are being featured. Now, I'm looking at millburgernursery.com, and it's telling me that right now perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container. You'll find a special group of perennials on sale. These are some of your favorites, like plumbago, pentas, lantanas, milkweed, Mexican heather, and more on sale in the one-gallon for just $3.88. Uh, Millburgers has fall tomatoes featured as well, and all your favorites. Millburgers chooses varieties that are known to do well in our South Texas soils. Now you can choose from HM1823, Bobcat444, Celebrity, Tycoon, and there's a wide variety of transplants ranging from the quarter size to the gallon size. So you can choose whatever you like over there at Millburgers. This week you'll also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale, Theralis, and much, much more. And go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out about the upcoming events at Millburgers. At 1604 on Boulevardy Road. This is Lance Hobbes. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. 
call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Hi, this is Carl Amari, host of Hollywood 360, where I present the best in classic radio. It's the show about all things entertainment. Join Carl Amari for Hollywood 360, Sunday nights at midnight on 9.30 a.m. The answer. If you would like to learn how to not just protect your assets, but turn those assets into real income, income that you won't outlive, call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. You can turn your nest egg into income. The Big State retirement experts will show you investment alternatives that increase with Wall Street gains, but won't ever lose value with market declines. A successful retirement starts with an income plan, a steady paycheck that will last as long as you do. The experts from Big State Financial can help you build your own personal pension plan and put you on track to the retirement you deserve. Call the Big State Retirement Specialist today at 210-373-6000 and turn your nest egg into income. Call now for your free retirement readiness review. It takes about an hour, but could add thousands and years of retirement income. The number to call is 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or visit them online at Big State financial.com breaking news president trump's nominee the head of the fbi is pledging to remain free from political interference stimulating talk michael jackson's chimp bubbles is now an artist selling paintings for up to two thousand dollars i'd like to know who bought a painting by a chimp for two grand the answer Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of today's show, 308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your world, and uh, and if you have any questions about stuff, um, uh, we'll be happy to try to answer. Uh, hasn't been too bad. Um, I notice up and down the street some small... Um, Limb breakage, but nothing real big. Maybe lots, in my neighborhood, lots of uh, pecans. Oh wow! Are you getting a lot of limb breakage yeah. on pecans? Not not limb breakage. Just the pecans. The pecans. The timing is about. And I've right got now. I've got this one plant, you know, that uh, over my driveway that is real early. Uh, looks like a pawnee, and uh, really a lot of nice nuts falling. They're full and everything. Uh, and then, then of course, all along the area where I w- walk the dogs, there's other natives with smaller fruit that got the wind really. The actual nuts fell off. Nuts fell off. Yeah, that's uh, good. Huh? That's good. And the thin the nuts. Some in clusters. Yeah. The clusters yeah. fell off. Uh, of course, I. Yeah, they fall on the road, and then the cars go over them, and then the white winged doves. Yeah, they must be happy. Everywhere and uh, rackles and uh, Inca doves, so it's kind of fun to watch them. Uh, yeah, this is this is supposed to be a good pecan year. I think. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Larry Stein, our pecan specialist, uh, uh, has has already thinned his per crop. In other words, to shake the shake some of the extra excess nuts off, so the crop will be better. Yeah. So this this would really be a blessing to have have some of the nuts knocked off the tree. 
You know, the other thing that uh, this kind of a storm with the wind and everything, a lot of ball moss. Oh, falling, yeah. Falling off. I've seen other people saying the same thing, like, our tree's good, but it looks like all that fell off was, like, like lots and lots of ball moss. Or, uh, so. A lot of that in neighborhoods. Anytime you, well, there's construction or you take a tree out or, and a lot of that has happened in, in my neighborhood or, or prune trees, you get a change in the wind patterns. And then, of course, a storm like this, you don't have to do much because you get a... Right. In a day, you may get six different uh, wind directions, and uh, they'll find the the weak links in terms of branches, like Jerry said. Uh, Some branch break, even on uh, some oaks. Um, And uh, some pecans. Um, So you want to be a little careful... um, to be be a little observant in terms of uh, kind of looking up in your tree, especially over your driveway and places where the kids play and everything, just because I've noticed some branches broken and hanging up there. Yeah. and uh, Or branches, dead branches that haven't broken yet, but seem like they're prime candidates to break. So be careful. Yeah, and and if you can get those out of there, yeah, as uh, soon as the storm's over, go go ahead and prune those out of there. But like I said, it's uh, if you, if it actually blew off nuts, uh, that's that's a blessing instead of a thinning, huh? Thinning. thinning so so like, those like so pieces. those distressed phone calls we got and uh, emails, people should just need to look up there and see all the other. Oh yeah, there's still a lot of nuts there. left. So you think those trees will start doing better now that the ball moss is off of them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sucking all that sap out of there. I couldn't help it. Sorry. All right. 308-8867. 308-8867. I actually, Jerry, saw a deer eating the new growth on that uh, cat's claw vine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I don't know if it was just a passing whim or they or they. Of course, they do like a lot of new growth. They like on most things. But, I mean, if they if they lived on cat's claw vine in my neighborhood, they'd be... They'd be well fed. Yeah, huh? there'd be a lot of it. But they don't eat it. They don't seem to eat it uh, when it's mature. But uh, they're eating this. It's responded to the weather, weather already, just like uh-huh. a lot of plants have. And so they were out there picking the new growth off and chewing it up. Huh. Uh, also, what's going to respond to this rain and the cool weather is the uh, is a germination of uh, winter weeds in the morning. Yes. And Calvin's got in his dig in now, uh, spread the pre-emergent herbicides uh, such as Amaze or Dimension to prevent germination of winter weeds in the lawn. They will control both grass, grassy and broadleaf weeds. And then Neil Perry got a question from somebody that was upset, said, uh, we have a pasture with beautiful blue bonnets and other spring wildflowers. Unfortunately, it also has grass burrs. Uh, is there a product we can use to eliminate the grass burrs without hurting the wildflowers? Uh, and the Neil said that's a tough question, but the answer is no. Uh, all, all the uh, these uh, pre-emergent herbicide uh, 
will also uh, act on uh, on the blue bonnets. And I like the way he he didn't he didn't do it real specific, but he mentioned that timing is the key here. You know, you initially would do your uh, sandbur, uh, say. Uh, September 1st, your first application of the pre-emergent for sandburrs, and then you, if I got that wrong, no. No. That'd be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be March 1st. Right. March 1st. And then you would do it in June, like June 15th, uh, and you might, it might lose its potency by the time the wildflowers were sprouting, but it may not, probably wouldn't, so... You could probably apply the March 1st application and then not do the second one. So you would get some sandbird germination, uh, but you'd also get your wildflower germination probably. Yeah. Wildflower germinate in September, he says, uh, mainly after the rain, uh, after we get some rain and cool weather. You mean like this rain and cool weather? Yeah, like this rain and cool weather. And it's almost September. Yeah. Uh, and they are, as you mentioned many times, wildflowers are are weeds. Oh yeah, that's that's the problem. Uh, is is we there are some experimental uh, herbicide. Of course, the homeowner can't get them. That you we use on uh, on blue bonnets when we when we're direct seeding them out uh, for the colors. That uh, c- controls the weeds, but if they're very sensitive. Uh, we we've had it where we got the the mixture too strong, and none of, none of the blue bonnets came up, mm-hmm. or they came up and died. And use the same herbicide another year, and use it about uh, half strength, and that it controlled the weeds perfectly, like last year. Uh, and didn't didn't bother the blue barn mm. stand at all. So uh, you've got to be careful with uh, uh, herbicides around wildflowers. Well, around anything. Yeah, around anything too. Uh, Milton, did you see the uh, the Inca doves? Mm-mm. The English sparrows are here, but there's. I also, saw the sparrows. Yeah, there's also Inca doves right around the path there. At least one pair that are down on the ground. And the uh, the other thing that came out when the rain stopped yesterday was the uh, grackles. I guess the worms come up. I guess it's kind of mm-hmm. soaked down. They were, they were they were picking at the grass. So I guess the bugs and Star, starlings too. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah starling. Starlings are of course starlings are more interested in grubs, but makes it relatively easy to find the grubs. Uh, yeah, these Inca doves and the sparrows. I don't know exactly what they're eating, but they're sure. Yeah, sure, a lot of they're them. finding something. They're hopping all around here. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody uh, there's there. Yeah, there's over by Jerry or the pair of Inca doves. Uh, Milberger's nursery is just. It, it wouldn't be a bad place to go on a birding tour. <laughs> you got you got the butterf- butterfly garden, and then you've got all of these. Perennials blooming and uh, 
producing fruits and fruit trees and everything. So it's a it's a great place. And then the the, the big trees everywhere, and then the, the stream bed uh, over on the uh, uh, south side too. So lots of great habitat. Hey, I want to call out to those folks that have the crepe myrtles that weren't blooming that were calling in for the past few, uh, oh, maybe uh, maybe a month or so ago. Um, I was in the same boat as you. So if you're, and mine is now blooming. So I'm curious if you're having the same experience where that one that just wasn't blooming, wasn't blooming, wasn't blooming, and maybe it's now blooming. So we can kind of... Um, See whether it was the rain of early August, or you mentioned something yesterday, I think. Something else it could have been, too, besides the rain. Um, but I can't remember what it was. But I saw, uh, driving home yesterday, I saw where they bloomed, and I guess the wind or rain or whatever knocked the blooms off, and the, the, the ground was yeah. covered with uh, I saw that, too, bloom. carpet. With, re- with really defined edges. To the yeah. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah, it looked like somebody had painted the, <laughs> the, the, the person's driveway. Kind of takes you back when you see it. Yeah. Know. What is that? All that color. Then you know, the next thing you do is look up in the crepe myrtle, and, of course, the crepe myrtle is generally still full. Still of got blooms. a lot of bloom, mm-hmm. yeah. So call us at 308-8867 and uh, tell us if something has changed on that, 308-8867. That's a terrible picture of Mexican oregano in the paper yesterday on the, this week in the garden. Is it your picture? No. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't show any of the blooms. What is really? all that? It looks like buds or something. I don't, I don't huh. know whether that's just a picture or what. But uh, Mexican oregano is a is a good plant. We've uh, we've often. Uh, the the only problem with it is it, it holds its dead blooms and it's, it's not a clean bloomer. The deer don't eat it. Deer uh, deer won't eat it. Drought taller. Yeah, in my neighborhood, that's the a popular plant for planting by the mailbox. Doesn't get that tall. Yeah. You can prune it however you want. It's not a, a disciplined grower, but uh, if you want to shorten it, it bloom. and the blooms blooms are attractive. Hummingbirds like it. Says it benefits from weekly watering in dry summers. Well, I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, uh, good to say. Yeah, I'm, everything uh, benefits from yeah, weekly watering. I'd be surprised if, of the ten people that have it in my neighborhood, if anybody waters theirs. Yeah, supplemental right, it's a, water. It's a tough plant. Uh, it, it's a shrubby perennial. It smells just as delicious as regular oregano. It's bright leaves can be used in cooking, and the tubular lavender pink flowers attract hummingbirds and bees. Mm-hmm. We we've we've considered making that a Texas superstar, uh, but it, it just never has caught on because uh, of that. Uh, it holds its uh, uh-huh. uh, dead bloom. I think it'd be a worthy choice. A good xeriscape plant. Oh yeah, and good for rock gardens and things uh-huh. like that. Different color, different color bloom, blo- steady bloomer too. Yeah, does pretty well all through the season. And Kevin mentioned, and I think you talked about yesterday about placing a container of firebush in the sun and penta in the shade in your in your patio, uh, on your patio, along with one or more of the sugar water feeders to attract the 
migrating hummingbirds so you can observe them. We usually experience uh, ruby-throated and and uh, 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 rufous uh, hummingbirds along with the resident uh, black chin during the fall. Well, uh, you know, the, the only thing I could think of was during the during the hurricane was uh, Rockport. You know, they have the hummingbird festival. Oh, uh, no. That, that's when is good. that? Is that... Is that September? Is it August? Is it October? It's it's soon I, in the fall. I, I thought it was October, but I'm not. I sure. think you may be right. It might yeah. be. But I, every time they talk about coming to the, the hurricane coming into Rockport, I'm thinking, oh, I hope those hummingbirds are not down there yet. <laughs> get a, they're gonna get blown all the way back to Black <laughs> Where North, from, yeah, or blown all the way. North someplace. Yeah. Oh, I guess they're trying to go, go south now. Huh? Yeah, they're going headed south now. Uh, got a question in from somebody said uh, that uh, they had a 25-year-old golden rain tree cut down because it was dying. And it said, I really liked that tree where it was in the yard. Now suckers are coming up from the roots. Can I nurture one of them to produce a new tree? Will it will it live? If so, other than staking it, what should I do? And Forrest Appleton writes them back to the Mary, I don't know what killed the tree, but my best bet is that you should be able to do what you suggest. Yeah. Select what appears to be the strongest sucker. It probably will not need staking. Just just watch the foliage. Uh, a lot of t- a lot of times, those uh, fast-growing suckers that are growing real fast on from the roots of established root system will be a weak attachment. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think a staking might might be helpful. Yeah, I've seen that on uh, the the limes that froze back. Right. Then suddenly comes this shoot out there about a. A foot every three days, and then yeah. wind or something will blow it over. Break them all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like Forrest. I wonder uh, what the diagnosis of the, the tree dying involved. If they've got if the roots are, I guess I guess. Well, they, that, uh, that rain tree is not a strong, yeah. uh, not a strong wooded tree. I guess anyway. you could. I guess you could have had a, some funguses or anything. Boars. Yeah, could have boars. And there, so the top was affected, but not the roots. Right. Yeah. I don't think he was caught in rerise. But no. He wouldn't be worried. Wouldn't be bothered if, with. If it's not going to survive, it will show it in the new foliage. Yeah, let's take a break while we do. Give us a call at 308 8867. 308 8867. And toll free 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch are sitting out here on the porch watching the world go by, and we'd love to talk to you at 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. 
The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. At Tradeway, we teach you to start a family business by trading stocks. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Coming to the San Antonio Courtyard Riverwalk, September 8th and 9th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Join Salem Media Group and Michael and Dr. Diane Medved for a special event. Patriots Day, September 11th in San Antonio, held at Magnolia Hall. The VIP event starts at 6. A night with the Medved starts at 7, including a spirited question and answer period. Fan club members get a special price. Tickets are available now. Go to 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and Big State Financial. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers in terms of things that are being featured. Now, I'm looking at millburgernursery.com, and it's telling me that right now perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container. You'll find a special group of perennials on sale. These are some of your favorites like plumbago, pentas, lantanas, milkweed, Mexican heather, and more on sale in the one-gallon for just three eighty-eight. dollars uh, Millburgers has fall tomatoes featured as well. And all your favorites, Millburgers chooses varieties that are known to do well in our South Texas soils. Now you can choose from HM1823, Bobcat444, Celebrity, Tycoon, and there's a wide variety of transplants ranging from the quarter size to the gallon size. So you can choose whatever you like over there at Millburgers. This week you'll also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale, Theralis, and much, much more. And go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out about the upcoming events at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Breaking news. Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen says the Fed expects to keep raising interest rates for the foreseeable future. Stimulating talk. Donald Trump says that the West is superior. What's happening in the West? Are people starting to think maybe values are the issue? The answer. Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects, targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy. Increase blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar levels. Come in and get your information on Sigform HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations. 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 210-344-1482. Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. Take 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. On 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867. That's 308-8867. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Uh, actually, a, a few people are out here shopping. Um, um, no, that woman was over there in the herbs. You saw her and... And there was somebody else, so it's not like it's uh, empty. That's oh. a, and their car comes, somebody's pulling in now. It's funny. They're, it's they're plenty, probably coming up to ask us a question. There's plenty of staff to serve us all the customers. There are. They, they, you won't have to um, wait on that. Got a nice compliment. Uh, one of the staff, Mary, uh, helped a uh, someone who works with uh, The Answer uh, as an advertiser, and and he, he knew what I did, and so he called me and said, who should I ask for? And can they help me? And it was about saving a plant uh, that he had, uh, well, I won't tell too many of the details, but he was trying to save. And I said, well, well all you guys over there, can't. none of you can grow things? <laughs> no, no, this was, he's, he's a client. Oh. And oh, it was okay. it was doing well, and then it started dying. And so um, he brought it over here, and Mary spent all the time that he needed. He, he I, I saw him. About two weeks later, and uh, I said, well, how did it go? You never called me. I never heard. And he said, oh, I talked to Mary, and she just she, she took care of me. She told me what to do. Uh, I'm supposed to bring it back in a couple of weeks, and we're going to look at it. And so it's like. Did, so, he, did he get his insurance cover? <laughs> I don't um, know if he actually has the plant yeah. insurance. but Mary, uh, Mary is the instructor for the, uh, the children's. youth garden. Yeah, yeah which uh, coming up next Saturday. Thank you, Calvin. Good segue. Uh, call 497-3760 uh, if you are want to be a part of that next Saturday. 497-3760 to RSVP, no cost. But when you RSVP, uh, you'll be able to um, <coughs> reserve your spot, and they'll know how many folks to, to get supplies for. And then David Rodriguez will be here on the 9th, and he'll be doing Part 1 and 2 of uh, Fall Vegetable Gardening in San Antonio. And... Um, we will have to listen to him twice as long as that. No, he's going to talk twice as fast. Oh, okay. Okay. So it'll it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah, David doesn't talk very fast. No, so if he just speeds it up a little bit, we'll be fine. And then uh, what else was I going to mention? Uh, I think that I guess that was it. It was something about David, but uh, it'll come back to me. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Calvin was talking about seven deer proof. Plants perfect for San Antonio in yesterday's paper. And uh, got some pretty pictures with his, uh, with his article. And uh, talked, about, uh, talked about some of the, this is the best. It's, uh, it's, it's time, to, time to start planting some of these uh, best of best deer proof plants. And the one his first one was mentioned was Sandanqua viburna. It's a evergreen plant that grows seven feet tall and makes an excellent hedge plant. I was just a uh, specimen with disciplined egg 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 shaped growth habit and dense shiny foliage. As I was writing in my office at home, I was out looking out the windows and seeing the Sandanqua hedge. Oh, that, right? uh, that I had. The one problem I have with viburnum uh, is uh, it takes a while to get it established. It's slightly worse than uh, uh, hollies. You know, the hollies take a little while to get 
then they're tough. Uh, by Burnham, uh, after a few years, it's established good xeriscape plant then, but you gotta, you got to kind of watch it, and it's another one of those plants you water at the base if it's a droughty period. But uh, the shape and the hedging, very attractive foliage, very thick, and so it, it gets the job. To, that egg shape is kind of a, you know, it's not a severe, mm-hmm. but it's uh, the middle is a little, bulges out a little bit, so that makes for a, a good uh, uh, filling in the in the space. And you can plant it about eight foot apart, and it does a, does a pretty good job. Sandanqua viburnum uh, is the name of it. Flowers a little bit in the spring, but uh, not not real showy. Has some berries, but the they disappear real quick. But the bird, just like most of those viburnum berries, they they disappear. Birds eat them up quite quickly. It has a moderate growth rate. Calvin says uh, shrubs not eaten by deer and is a shade tolerant primrose evergreen is. Another shrub uh, is number two is primrose jasmine, and it's it's all over all over uh, Hollywood Park and those yeah. places. Uh, those, the deer may nibble on it, but they they yeah. don't do any harm to it. It grows so fast. Yeah, if you uh, you have uh, you plant that, it, it's a it's a uh, ten foot ground cover. It'll ten cover foot a, ten feet tall. Yeah, it'll cover whatever ground you give it. And as a specimen, it's got a really nice weeping shape. Yeah. Really pretty when the, those waxy blooms are on there in early spring. But usually people use it to, for a real dense hedge or a fill-in, and it's pretty impenetrable. It's about the first thing that blooms in the spring. It is, it? yeah. With and, a, uh, a really pretty yellow, yellow bloom. You know what it reminds me of when it's not blooming is uh, the shape Shape is a lot like the uh, oh the the rose that blooms in this. Oh yeah, the uh, uh, help for, uh, help us, Milton. Uh, <laughs> the ro- the rose that blooms for about two weeks in the in the spring, either yellow or white. The rose that yeah, I'm thinking can, thornless. Can be thornless. In the old days, there used to be yeah thorny ones. Uh, someone will have to call. As well, in my I've got one in my yard that is under a mesquite tree. Lady Banks. Yeah, Lady Bank. Lady uh, Bank. And, and it is the. I would not have gone there. Thirty feet tall into the to reach the sun, and and uh, only time you really notice it is when it's it's blooming. But out there, then I've got an, another one that's out there in full sun, and that has the night that same weeping shape that yeah. the. Primrose jasmine does that, but uh, the deer, yeah, the deer don't have any interest in jasmine, primrose jasmine. It's it's very thick and practically impenetrable. It doesn't have sh- it doesn't have thorns, does it? Doesn't have what? Thorn. No, just and, uh, dense, and it grows very rapidly. And then number three. Uh, number three is the uh, Texas Mountain Laurel, which is uh, one of the best choices for a tall, wide, uh, deer-proof plant and, and grows into a tree. 
The native plant will grow to 15 feet tall and 10 feet around it. It's evergreen, but not as dense as sedangua or primrose jasmine, and, uh, and considerably slower growing than, than both of those. Uh, used often as a hedge plant. Not, yeah, people don't use it much as as much as I would expect as a hedge plant, but I think it's. I think because it's so slow. Yeah, and it also is uh, kind of independent. You know, it kind of grows the way it want, yeah, wants. Yeah, wants. So. Doesn't have a designated shape. You know, and I, that article, I had a response from a good gardener that listens to the show and reads reads our uh, the articles, and he said he was, he says, why doesn't anybody ever talk about condalia? Uh, you know, which is Brazil. It's a, a native plant. Mm-hmm. And that that was Paul one of Paul Cox's favorite plants too. It's also oh, right. also called Brazil. Well, and you, and you know it blooms constantly, but you can't hardly notice the bloom. And the berries, the wildlife likes the berries, but it's got real st- stiff branches. So it has a tendency, you know, if you run into it with a piece of equipment, it breaks off the branches. And the other thing is the thorns. <laughs> you know, it's just it, a, You tell a, a Paul Cox plant's got yeah. thorns. I, my response was that it's hard to manage for wholesale nursery people that propagation, and you can't, it's tough to sell. Yeah. Because it's not, not real sh- showy, and he... he uh, reminded me that he he had bought some at a sale, I don't know how many years ago, at a specialty kind of sale. Uh, but it is kind of a kind of a neat plant. Wildlife, oh, like uh, doves and car- cardinals and mockingbirds nest in it. You can, I've got the one. Deer right. won't eat it. Deer um, must not. No, I don't think they do. Uh, the one the ones I've got are in my backyard. But I, I've got one right by my shed door that I go in and out all the time. And uh, I was helping the dogs get a chase after a squirrel. Uh-oh. You know, and so I was... How were you helping? I, I, I would I like just, to see that. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a long, yeah. I had a long stick, and I was... Oh, oh I thought you, know. you were running and, and chasing it up a tree. And, and I was standing there barking at it. That's worth the video. I, I banged on that Brazil, and all I managed to do was knock out a dove, a dove with the chicks in it. You know? Oh, so I felt real bad. and uh, I just, how can you be, you know, they're nesting at about six foot height, and I'm... Right there all the time. I didn't even see it during that period of time. <laughs> so that condalia is another, for those of a native plant uh, lovers, that's one that, that uh, if you got one, preserve it. Yeah. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Now looking for calls, uh, uh, a wide variety of topics. You want to call and tell us how your tomatoes are doing so far? We'd love to hear from you on that. Or if you want to tell us how your crepe myrtles, those who had those who weren't blooming earlier, can call and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Or even just give us a, a rain report from uh, your part of town, which uh, we'll probably do that again next Saturday. And it'll be interesting because I have a feeling, like you've got your medical and you're about 1.4, but I have a feeling if we go east and south, 
oh, or, yeah. or even north, like toward Austin and stuff, it'll be a lot more. Oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm anxious to see how see how the tomatoes and and gardens uh, 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 took the took the wind and the rain mm-hmm. south of town, down toward toward Corpus. Uh, oh yeah, because because uh, and the rainfall too. You know they they thought that that a hurricane was gonna make its little uh, spaghetti turns and whatever right down south south uh, east of town. Mm-hmm. But it it moved all all the way up to uh, the practically due uh, east of town. Yeah, and then curled over towards. But I, I don't know how much rain fell between. Uh, I'm mainly interested in Ca- uh, Camelton, down in the Camelton area. Is that uh, in Atascosa County? Camelton? No, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, beneath, it's south of that. South of that. Hmm. It, what county is that in? I don't know. DeWitt? No, I, no, I don't know what it is. We anyway. can find out. Uh oh. Calvin's going to find out. He's going to it, talk it, to his phone again. Plant, plant. Another, my, uh, Siri, my Siri. Another, another plant that uh, Calvin mentioned that uh, does well uh, with, the, with the deer is a uh, uh, full-sun shrub to consider is Thryalis. It's an upright shrub that grows uh, six to seven feet tall each summer. It's mainly chosen as it provides uh, summer-long blooms and the tradition of Esperanza, which is also usually deer, also usually deer proof, eaten in some neighborhoods, but uh, Pontiana and Firebush, which are not deer proof, but uh, the, 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 that that hasn't been on the market that awfully long, but. Uh, it 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 has really done well uh, this year in in the hot temperatures and uh, and things like that. It also fits real well with uh, Esperanza. I like yeah, I like the looks of them together. Yeah, and they bloom bloom almost the same yeah. length of time. Colors are similar. You said Atascosa? Yeah, Atascosa County. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break. While we do, uh, you can call us at 308-8867, 308-8867. Gigi, we want to make sure we give you all the time you need, so we're going to ask you just to wait a little bit longer, and as soon as we get through with the news, we're going to come to you and talk to you about your gardening situation at 308-8867. More coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Broke Road on the... back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, and if you heard some of that news, uh, which is pretty startling, if you want to help uh, folks who have been uh, hurt in this uh, hurricane, go to uh, SRN. Uh, srnnews.com, and you'll find a, a way to uh, help through Feed the Children, an organization that they uh, partnered with 
uh, srnnews.com. All right, uh, let's go to Gigi on the line who's been waiting so patiently at 308-8867-308. How do you know she's been waiting patiently? Because I know. She had to, she, she hasn't cussed or anything, huh? Oh, no, I know she's been waiting. I hope okay. it's patiently. There yeah. you go. Hi, Gigi. Welcome to the show. How are you? Okay, Milton, you're right. Hi there. <laughs> I've been patient. Good. I no, knew I she had. I wanted to call because yesterday afternoon, during the hardest rain and the highest winds, was this little ruby throat hummingbird at the feeder. I just huh. couldn't believe it. You know how he could do that. Was it, you're sure it's a ruby throat? Yes, positive. Because it's right. underneath my weeping uh, yopon holly tree, and I can look out the window and I could touch that feeder if I wanted to. Okay. And it was a ruby throat. I guess they could even be moving in from the for the fall already. Uh-huh. Actually, I, don't know. I, saw I was surprised. People... What part of town do you live in? Church. Okay. Ooh, wow. Um, I saw other people posting on Facebook too that they saw hummingbirds at their feeders, and they kind of took that as a good sign. Yeah, no, but, this uh, is de- definitely yeah. a ruby throat, and I was huh. I was really surprised. Just wanted to tell y'all, and I That's don't cool. see. How he could do that in all that wind and that hard rain. Was the was the feeder a rockin'? It was a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's amazing. They, uh, if you watch them, they'll go in. They've got a fa- like a favorite branch, and uh, they'll go in there and they'll sit in the midst of. I've seen them before in, in storms, and they're, they 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 find this little place that seems to be sheltered and not, doesn't wave in the wind like everything around them. So, yeah, and my, yeah, they're, my they're uh, cl- clever little things. Yeah, my feeder has a little perches, you know, that it can sit on. <laughs> well, I just wanted to report. Sounds good. Do you know okay. how much rain you yeah, got? Yeah, how much church? rain did you get? I don't know. I barely went out there's, <laughs> to look for destruction, but there's just small moss and leaves. I'm lucky. Yeah. Good. And my buckets that, are full. I hope that ball moss doesn't start growing on your lawn, on your grass. <laughs> I won't have to mow. I'll just have ball moss and paint it green. <laughs> hey, there you go. That could work. If, Positive if that works thinking. for you, call us back, Gigi. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thanks Thank a bunch. you all. I like your show. Bye-bye. Oh, that's very sweet. You take care. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. 308-8867, the number to call, 308 308- 8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Calvin also talked about in his article about the, the, the deer won't eat his uh, irises. Uh, uh, rhizomes from, uh, he's, he's ordered, uh, he, uh, let's see, didn't you say you ordered some iris? And yeah, I you, did. Did uh, you get them planted before the I spring? did, yeah, started? I was out there, uh, it, and it was kind of a muddy I ended up a muddy mess. It's been a long time since, uh, uh, you know, generally you don't want to be messing in your soil when it's a little soggy, but I had some good uh, quality organic okay. uh, Beds. Uh, four-way mix. Yeah. And I wanted to get them in before the uh, the big rains mm-hmm. came, so I spent that, uh, that Friday, that Friday morning so uh, did you plant uh, half of the bulb beneath the ground oh half the yeah really really ground? yeah half of it sticking out? always well the neat thing about when you buy buy them from those uh 
wholesale uh, producers, they they give you these nice big bulbs, and they're they're cut. They're kind of in a shape that makes it easy for you to do that. You know, they got the roots in there, and they're at a little angle. So mm-hmm. you just dig your hole and put them in the hole, and it's kind of automatically the top of the rhizome is, okay. is right there. Along. You don't lay them flat. Yeah, you don't have no. You don't have to lay them flat. They're at a kind of an angle. Oh, okay. And the at the bottom of the angle are the roots that can be can be under the soil. Okay. And then the rhizome is above that, that which floats okay. on the soil. Okay, I've never seen those. Yeah, and it's uh, in the relative. That's one of the neat things about iris. They're easy to easy to plant, but uh, they're in place. And then I put cemetery iris. Uh, Long, these are the bearded iris, all blue, uh, 55 of those, and then about the same number of uh, cemetery iris in, kind of in front. And so hopefully I'm going to have iris blooming uh, from February through May because mm-hmm. I've got a lot of variation. And the if uh, my deer in my neighborhood continue their habits like they have in the past, yeah. They won't bother them at all. That was one of the first flowers I ever picked as a as a little boy. Uh, we call them flags yeah. in Tennessee. Well, yeah, the blue ones we used to call blue flags. So. Yeah, flags. Yeah. And they they kind of look like a flag. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess that's the reason we call but them. But that's, that's another uh, plant for folks uh, that are looking for some color in deer country. And I also like it as a ground cover. Mm, yeah. Uh, and it, it's drought tolerant too. Yeah, uh, very. Yeah. The only really the only way you can kill them is uh, over water. Over water. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, they can be a weed issue. Uh, but if it's Bermuda grass with those contact herbicides, it's really easy to keep the weeds out. Yeah. Of the the uh, over the top and oh, do they still sell over the top? Yeah. But uh, uh, fusillade and post and all those ornamec, ornamec, yeah, yeah, lots of lots of different choices. And that that doesn't hurt the the uh, iris one at all. bit. No. Tom is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing well, except uh, I didn't get any crop of peaches, pears, plums, or even cucumbers. I think I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't see any bees out there when they were blooming. Uh, they set fruit, and you know the fruit finally uh, uh, gradually dropped off. So if I didn't get any pollinators this year, uh, and, and uh, I'm I'm worried about next year because I didn't see any Fredericksburg peaches in the, in the stores this year, or Georgia peaches. Also, a few California peaches. So what can I do to, to pollinate uh, uh, like Gary's? Jerry's talks about the past sex in the garden. How can I pollinate my fruit trees for next year? Well, uh, each of those is what, different. What, yeah. yeah, what happened this year wasn't pollination. It was a lack of cold temperatures. That's that's why there there were there were a lot fewer Fredericksburg peaches. Uh, and our there back. were there were some around. Yeah. Uh, but, our backyard peaches the same thing. Yeah, and backyard peaches the same way. And, I got uh, some very low chill peaches. Yeah, the, but well, June Gold is the one that you know we all depend on, 
Rio Grande? They, yeah, Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Techstar is pretty low. Yeah, but uh, all of those did, didn't have enough of a chill requirement yeah. this year. I've got Techstar, too, and just bar- just got leaves finally in June. Now, Florida well, King Florida, Florida King had uh, had peaches. Yeah, at least in my yard it did. Then my cucumbers, uh, they bloom nicely. I think I got about four cucumbers uh, out of a whole bunch of uh, vines. And I didn't did, see uh, any bees, didn't, didn't see any pollinating flying insects. Wow. Yeah, I think we, we've gotten a couple of calls on cucumbers. But then we had others that folks that seemed to have a... Great cucumber crop. Right. Um, well, maybe they live close to somebody that's keeping bees. I'd like uh, to buy a beehive from somebody. The, I, th- I think it may be related to the weather, too. But uh, well, not, Are you in Bear County here or San Antonio? I'm about a mile from the Hill Country Nursery in New Braunfels. Okay. And, and you want to get into beekeeping? Is that what you're saying? I, well, if that's what it takes to to get pollinators, because I didn't see any bees at all on any of my fruit trees or my cucumbers, uh, my pear trees, my fruit, my peach, my plum, they all bloomed and they set fruit. But after about halfway toward maturity, they just gradually disappeared. Yeah, fell off. Are you seeing bees now? No. Because huh, I, I am now. I, I didn't see a lot in the spring, but I'm like my hummingbird feeders are, are full and the milkweeds, and uh, so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of bees. Uh, I'd like to buy there. a beehive if somebody listening has one that some beekeepers would like to sell a hive because I think that's the safest way I could have pollination. And I get some yeah. money. Uh how hard is it to take care of them, Jerry? I know you did it for a while. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a hobby unto itself. Uh, you you don't. I'm I'm surprised that you don't have any bees. Uh, so am I. <laughs> there there in in New Braunfels because there's so many wild bees around there. You know, in the in the uh, in the oak trees, in the uh, a lot of oak trees are hollow. And so they set up uh, hives in the, those oak trees. Well, I've got and, a lot uh, of oak trees, but I don't have any bees around at all. I have five acres, uh, just a little bit west of the nursery uh, on 1863, about a mile mm-hmm. west of the nursery. And I want to learn how, I know, Jerry, you talked about this many years ago, how to pollinate them yourself. I don't know if you take a, an artist paintbrush or whatever. Yeah, all, all you do is now. Of course, you can't do this with peaches because they're they're uh, self-pollinated. I mean, in other words, they're kind of. I guess you'd say they're they're pollinated by insects, all right. But uh, but the the flower is perfect. Whereas on a cucumber, you know, you have a male flower and a female flower. Yeah. So uh, you you wouldn't have you wouldn't consider hand pollinating a a peach or a plum or something like that because uh, they generally if the insects don't do it the wind does it they wind pollinate. Well, my tomatoes were wind pollinated, and my figs right. don't require pollination because they are a bloom. So I had a big crop. I have 
three fig, big fig trees. Um, and uh, so I had no problem with the tomatoes when, when pollinated. But the things that require pollinators, I got nothing. Huh. And so um, there's no way I can uh, help the peach trees, the pear trees. I've got two no. big pear trees. No, I'm I'm telling you that uh, it it wasn't the bees, it wasn't the pollination this year. It was a lack of cold temperatures. What about what about Jerry? Just in general, planting, uh, you know, we've we, a lot of plants get identified as bee attracting. Is that any advantage in an area like he would be in, where there's seems to be a good population, but yeah, getting them be. in. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the plants. Coral vine is one of them. Uh, yeah. I have Esperanza. Uh, they like that, I think. And uh, Pride of Barbados, I have a lot of that. Uh, but I haven't seen any they're, bees. Yeah, like they're, la- they're later. What you need is some early kind of uh, yeah. uh, something to bring them in early to try that. Or or if you're, will- if you're game, you could try the... the uh, Hand pollination. Uh, the, oh no, I I would think it'd be more fun to do the the bee hive. Oh okay. By the bee I don't, know, I don't know that it would contribute to the issue. Yeah. But I, but it would be kind of fun to to, to try it. It's inter- it's very interesting for sure. Well, can I give my phone number so if some beekeeper will sell me a hive? Six two nine five two two one. Well, let's do this. Well, because we'll, we'll want to write it down. So what I'm going to do is ask Carlo to put you on hold for a sec, and then he'll come back and talk to you and get it. And then if somebody wants to, Tom, they'll call Carlo, and he'll, he'll have the number. Call, call your uh, yeah. master, your AgriLife Extension office, yeah, and call leave them. a phone number with the master gardener desk. Okay. I did that okay. twice. They never did call me back. Huh. Well, but they may not have had anybody that was... Want, you know, yeah, wants yeah. to sell... Now, um, as, as far as bee, bee uh, Ray, you know, David Rodriguez and uh, Molly Keck, mm-hmm. Keck did I get, you got it right, uh, have uh, have beekeeping classes Yeah, that they give that you could attend. Where would if that be? Interested in San Antonio. Yeah. I'll, I'll look for them a little bit and see if I can find what, when they are. They'd be with, no pun intended, they'd uh, be with the Bear County Extension Service. Yeah, okay. But, um, okay, do us a favor. Carlo, if you'll put Tom on hold and get his number in case anybody wants to call. Tom, it's okay to give him your phone number, right? Yes. <laughs> Good. Okay, well, Carlo's going to put you on hold and we'll get it. In fact, what we'll do is we'll take an early break so he can get all that information and not have to worry about it. So we'll take a quick break. And uh, wait a minute. I've uh, got the Bear County office if you want to call them and when, uh, figure out when they're going to gonna have a uh, okay. beekeeping Classes. outfit. It, the uh, office number is uh, 210-631-2111. Zero four zero zero. That's Got it. Two two one zero six three one zero four zero zero. Got right. it. And that they'll tell you when their next beekeeping class is going to be. Okay, or, thank or, you or so may, much. I'll maybe give you a hint on uh, where you can get some bees. Yeah, that'd be good too. Okay, so what we're going to do? I don't know what'll happen, but. Carlo, you put Tom on hold real quick, if you don't mind, and uh, then we'll take a break, Carlo. Tom, you hang on a sec. 
Um, and we'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Toll free 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Listen up. Pop quiz. What sound do you make but never hear? That's your snoring, and it might explain why your family wakes up cranky. Believe me, they can hear it even if you can't. I'm Trina Webster. And I'm Dan Webster. I tried everything to stop snoring, including surgery. Trina and I figured there had to be a better solution, and we found it. We call it Z-Quiet because that's exactly what you get, a quiet night's sleep. Just go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet is so easy to wear, and it works right out of the box. Over a million men and women have kicked snoring out of bed thanks to Z-Quiet, and you can too. We're proud to say that Z-Quiet is made right here in the USA. Go to GetZQuiet.com and sleep quiet with ZQuiet. ZQuiet fits both men and women. To try ZQuiet for 30 days for just $9.95, go to GetZQuiet.com or text SNORE to 91011. That's GetZQuiet.com or text SNORE to 91011. Let's go eat. Okay, but I'm really tired of those same old places. Yeah, me too. Hey, let's go back to that cute rustic place on the vineyard by Natural Bridge Caverns. Oh, yeah. Let's have a quiet, romantic dinner. This time, let's save room for the cheesecake. Okay. I'll have that cold-smoked black-peppered ribeye. Don't forget, they have those great Texas grass-fed burgers, Texas red snapper, wonderful salads, and appetizers. Count me in. We can start with a glass of Texas wine and stroll through the vineyards. The best part is we can afford to get a great steak without breaking the bank. Oak Valley Vineyards, not just a special occasion restaurant, an all-occasion restaurant. Come out, enjoy the relaxed and rustic atmosphere and the excellent food at Oak Valley Vineyards Restaurant and Venue. For reservations, call 830-980-8033, oakvalleyvineyards.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers in terms of things that are being featured. Now, I'm looking at millburgernursery.com, and it's telling me that right now perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container. You'll find a special group of perennials on sale. These are some of your favorites, like plumbago, pentas, lantanas, milkweed, Mexican heather, and more on sale in the one-gallon for just three eighty-eight. dollars uh, Millburgers has fall tomatoes featured as well. And all your favorites, Millburgers chooses varieties that are known to do well in our South Texas soils. Now you can choose from HM 1823, Bobcat 444, Celebrity, Tycoon, and there's a wide variety of transplants ranging from the quarter size to the gallon size. So you can choose whatever you like over there at Millburgers. This week you'll also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale, Theralis, and much, much more. And go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out about the upcoming events at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Hugh Hewitt sees an epidemic coming from 24-hour news. I really do believe that the culture of 
cable news is killing the ability to have a conversation and is fueling anger, as Twitter does, as social media does. It's not President Trump's exclusive domain to tweet out at people. It happens a lot. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867. At the uh, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension website, the only beekeeping basics uh, class I can find was back on March 31st. So a uh, call anyway uh, with the number that Jerry gave you and uh, and ask, and maybe if there's enough interest, uh, they'll... Uh, yeah, and get, you, get on their list, Yeah, the Mester so Gardener so list email you. there, too. They put it on a little bulletin board. And Whoa. What? Look at air, hop going through the nursery. What? Gracious. Okay. Easy, easy, Calvin. <laughs> like a Cooper's hawk. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't either. I thought there was like a wave coming at us. Uh. So I thought we were in trouble. <laughs> hey, Mary's on the line at 308-8867. Let's help Mary out. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Millburgers Gardening South Texas show. What's going on? Hi, uh, how y'all doing today? Good. How about you? Doing okay. Watching the rain come down. I'm out what in Farrell's Ranch. You in? I'm Farrell's oh, Ranch. Okay. I was just going to call you with a rain report. Obviously, oh, we are north and west enough from all this, so we're not getting much. My total uh, in the last two days is well, not today, but for yesterday and the day before, all I've gotten are point nine tenths. So okay. less than an inch. Yeah, yeah that's a little less than an inch. That's consistent with the official uh, rainfall report for those two yeah, days. I'm, I'm north and west, so I'm not getting it. Uh-huh. So that's nice. Okay. I haven't heard of any flooding up here either. I think the closest is 1604 and I-10. What about the, the winds? Are you getting the winds at Fair Oaks? Get, I mean, today we're getting more winds, yeah. And last yeah. night we did. I got, you know, little stuff down. I don't have any big limbs down, but I got little stuff down, and stuff on the porch got blown. Yeah, I noticed so, that in our neighborhood too. It was it was, you know, the things that were down were maybe, oh, two feet long, but very thin branches, and you know. The yeah, mine are just just the ends, like maybe six inches, whatever, off the ends of the yeah. oak tree. Well, yeah. that's a good news. I mean, yeah. so okay. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, nine tenths of an okay, inch. Okay, but no then I have a, yeah. I have a question for you, Doctor Finch. You keep Uh-oh. putting in that deer don't like the. Um, the firebush. I mean, they do like the firebush. Uh-huh. Well, I'm out in Fair Oaks Ranch, all the deer and whatever, and they haven't touched mine. And the one great big one I have that's been here 15 or more years, they never wow. touched it, never have. Yeah, you're lucky. Well, that's in a, well, I don't a, know. So I put a, another one in. So even the newer one, obviously coming from a, a nursery with lots of fertilizer on it, they never even touched that. Well, that's good. Well, that's in our deer deer resistant plant list, but uh, like I said, we get uh, mixed responses. I may it may be time for me to try again. And yeah, my, I mean, uh, you keep saying yeah. that, and I go, "What?" <laughs> I always go, "Big and beautiful." Come on, I might have to. I might have to bring it to you so you could bless it so that uh, they won't eat it. You know. Well, but, uh, now we have less deer with our new deer ordinance, but but I mean. I had, you know, herds of deer walking through the yard all the time going past it. They never touched it. Hmm. 
That's well, good. Now, it, do it they? It's always surprising to me that when people say that they they would eat firebush, because uh, firebush is in some of the some of the uh, old herbal herbal uh, remedy deals with the use of oh, yeah? tannins, the tannins that are in the leaves to oh, control okay. something, play, uh, things like. Uh, Athlete's foot, and, and and it was a it was a mm-hmm. herb. It was a it used as a as an herb. I'll bet her deer have athlete's feet then. Yeah. Sure. But hey, see, what, now I have what about Esperan- Esperanza? Esperanza, do they, do they eat it? Yeah, Esperanza they out there? After that, yeah, they did come after that, and they come after my paper whites. Really? And then where where this firebush is, I had. I mean, the whole big bed, I had zinnias, whatever. And, of course, they come after the zinnias. They like, as soon as the flower starts, they have to get the flower. So I had to move zinnias to a fenced-in vegetable garden. Uh-huh. But they left the they foliage, but they ate the blooms, huh? Well, they would eat all of it, but that's when they come, was when they, just oh. a little bud of a bloom. How about come. iris? Do you, have you tried any iris? I haven't tried any iris. Yeah, because I don't... Uh, yeah, I've seen big Irish plantings in a Hollywood Park, so you might want to try some Irish out there. Yeah, well, yeah, mine, I mean, I, it, I think it, it, the Fair Oaks Ranch like Hollywood Park and all the deer, and they never yeah. have touched my firebush. Okay, that's a good... Uh, yeah, well, I, gosh. I appreciate that. Knock on wood. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it's been there for years and years, and it's uh-huh. it very Real yeah, big just, and whatever. You and keep insisting like this. You're just you're you're really taking a yeah. Big knock chance. on wood. I better knock on some wood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, that is good news. I think the well, those of us that have had some problems in the past, maybe we'll try it again and see see if they do eat it. Have you tried thryalis? No, no. Try some of that out there. The deer deer don't seem to touch that. No, they don't touch it in my neighborhood or or Esperanza. Or iris. And it blooms. It blooms all summer long. Well, that's why I have certain few things, like I put the big bushes, put the firebush in, the salvia, and whatever, and they leave those alone. Yeah. So, cool. And the zinnias I love. And, you know, the first couple of years I was here, I've been here about 30 years, but the first couple of years they didn't touch the zinnias. And then they discovered them and definitely cultivated that appetite. <laughs> uh, how about, do you have milkweed? I have some, and they don't seem to touch that. It's my mowers that knock it down. I had to put rocks around it. That doesn't work. So they've given me stakes that you use in the golf course to put up. Uh-huh. I mean, I have to go mark it because these these mowers just knock everything down. Yeah. They're, in, they're into their mowing, not yeah. into uh, preservation of butterfly oh, plants. No, and even when I put rocks around it, I used to think, okay, we'll just call this a little milkweed bed. And put rocks around it, and they'd still mow right over it. Knock the huh. rocks all over the place and get rid of the plant. So that's when we came up with the the flags, the golf course flags. There you go. And which uh, milkweed do you have? Do you have that that white flower? No, it was the, no, it was the antelope horns because there used to be oh. a lot out here, and when uh-huh. they put a house in, that sort of wiped it out. And eventually, some of the stuff that had blown over here started coming up. So. I would try to protect it. Huh, neat. So I never planted any. It just came up because it had been nearby. Uh-huh. All well, right. Well, thanks for the information. Thanks, Mary. 
Okay, I'm just getting tired of hearing that to eat the firebush. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah. I mean, don't, now, don't be telling me to hear that. You shouldn't, get tired of you shouldn't say too. something like that, and I'll be, I'll be hearing Milton get, and Jerry say I'll that. I'm tired of hearing it, too. Mary, you've just, okay. we appreciate your call because we, we didn't want to say anything. But you, you were brave enough to, you said what had to be said, Mary. Thank you. No, I've been okay. doing that in the paper a couple Okay, of Mary, I guess I'm going to have to get a, a fire bush today and, uh, and test it. Test it, yeah. Well, and it Thanks, should be Mary. good time right now because you'll have, with all the water, thing, other things will be growing, so that won't be their first choice. There yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah, well, mine, mine don't need a first choice. You know, they're down to about 17th choice, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Mary. Take care, Mary. Okay. Try Allison. Give it a try out there. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Like Mary, if you want to call in with a rain report, or maybe you're just tired of Calvin saying that Firebush is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you can call in at 308-8867. You're kind of getting in my crawl, too. You know? <laughs> I well, could tell. I, I could see I, you tense I, up I, whenever I, you I said it. I trying to be polite I know. Calvin. You know, Mary just... That's the way Mary is. You know, she just tells the truth the way she sees it. She doesn't sugarcoat it. She just comes out. Well, I, think Mary, it's, Mary. I think it's interesting about the zinnias, the fact yeah. that for years they didn't get eaten. I'll bet a lot of people have had that kind of experience with, well, we know with a lot of different kind of plants. Yeah. Four o'clocks, I don't know if anybody's, uh, they don't eat four o'clocks either in my neighborhood. But I bet I bet Mary was in the crowd of, she said, said she lived at Fair Oaks, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I before I got into this, uh, before I got into this deer thing, and I was riding into the San Antonio Light. Uh, I published uh, the uh, the paper uh, the in the paper the list of deer resistant plant lists that uh, that was in the county office. Yeah, that, that had been accumulated. The back then list. Uh, yeah, back in back back then, and so I just put it in the paper. I said, "Well, here's, you know, accumulated all over the state, and uh, this would be right." And I remember the first, let's see, that that appeared on a Sunday, and I had a talk out at Fair Oaks, one of my first talks out at Fair Oaks. Now, this has been 35 years ago, uh, and uh, when I walked in that room. <laughs> All I saw was red gums and white teeth. <laughs> Trying to tell me what a moron I was <laughs> on some of the plants that I'd put in the paper that being deer resistant. And that's that's when I realized that there were a lot of people interested in the deer resistant plants. No. And uh Yeah, well and after yeah. period If it, you're in a neighborhood like Fair Oaks Ranch where you gotta shoo them out of your Get to your front door. You got to kind of shoo them out of your way. I mean, that's... And uh, I never forget one lady came and she said, "They eat my yucca." Huh. She came up to me and said, "They eat my yucca." Of course, yucca was on the list. And uh, I said, "You you mean they eat the leaves of yucca?" He said, "No. If you plant the yucca, you know it sends up that. It's like asparagus yeah. in deer. And when it sends up that uh, shoot out of the center of the of the yucca." Or the, or the new growth, the deer will come and gnaw on that and pull on that and literally pull the yucca out of the yeah. ground so they would actually kill the yucca. So I, I, I learned a lot from that deal, and that's when I started uh, 
gathering up, gathering this list up and then there uh there's a bunch of independent gardeners and, and folks that that think a lot about those kind of issues out there so i've had the same experience on water conservation if you go you know they if you go out there uh they're, they've, they've drawn some conclusions, and they have evidence why they've drawn these conclusions. But one of the neat things are, are that you can have this good conversation with them, and if you convince them, then they become real advocates for it. So it was a, always kind of an interesting trip to Fair yeah. Oaks Ranch. Yeah, yeah you, you had to be prepared and ready for every, anything, and you had to, ex- kind of like our listeners, you had to expect that they would mm-hmm. question not accept everything on face value. But you got a good list. The last, the last uh, deer-proof plant on the list is Yopon Holly, and uh, it's it's. Uh, they say they don't seem to eat it very well. Eat it very much. I think I think I have had heard of reports where they did eat Yopon Holly. Now they what? They eat Burford Holly. Yeah, for sure. In my neighborhood, they did. The they have. Burford holly, big time, which you wouldn't think because Burford, some of the Burfords have a little thick. Th- th- yeah. Th- now they uh, they don't eat uh, the dwarf Chinese holly, and I think that's because of the more thorns on yeah, uh, on, right. that, on the leaf. So that's that's pretty tough to to eat. To eat. But that's a that's a, another good plant that could have been listed. But Yopon Yopon holly is is on the li- is the last one on the list. And Yopon, you got both uh, the the dwarf Yopon, which is really a nice globe. I say five feet tall there, but it takes it a long time to get to be five feet. Yeah. Jerry's took thirty years, of, uh, but also you you can get the standard Yopon, which can be a tree, or you can prune that any shape you want. Right. I, I villages West Creek when I lived out there, I had this little. On the side of the driveway and the fence, I, on a real slope, I had about an 18-inch little planting area. And I was able to use the standard yopon and prune it to fit that 18-inch. And it looked kind of cool, you know, went up beside the fence and everything. And that that's usually the plant they use for all these sculpt, sculptures, too, the, No. Uh, I, I love, sculptures. <laughs> I love Calvin's uh, determination and and uh, assuredness that what he's written in this column about the seven deer deer proof plants are perfect for San Antonio. He, his last sentence is, "All the deer proof deer proof is in parentheses." Usually, uh, and with with in in in, in right by it. But right after deer proof, he puts usually explanation mark. <laughs> well, you, I, I detect a little bit of uh, hesitancy. Yeah. You well, and the, the, one of the problems, <laughs> we've, we've talked about this before, too. The editors put the titles on there. And, the, you know, I put a title on my article. Rarely do they use my title. They, they put something that's more striking or attention-getting. And, uh, you know, I think seven perfect deer-proof plants is a li- probably a little, a little overstated. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what would you? What was yours for the uh, the original? Do you remember? Mine was... Uh, 
seven, seven plants seven, that, just, like, that maybe in some neighborhoods yeah. could be good, good. <laughs> under certain some conditions. Yeah. Good, good, good plants. Plants to consider yeah, for uh, good, good plants for areas with deer. Okay. All right. That still covers you a little bit. There you go. All right. 308-8867 is our number. Hey, uh, David Rodriguez uh, texted me back. He said that uh, um, there's an advanced class on beekeeping that's coming up Friday, September 29th, uh, and you should be able to find it on the website very soon. The beginner's class is always held in the spring, but we don't have a date for it yet. So, um, that was Tom, I think. Tom, get on their list, or make sure they don't have something in. Uh, where was Tom? He was in uh, uh, shirts. Shirts. Okay, so make sure shirts you're. Shirts or Selma. Uh, you're. If it's not well, shirts Bear County or shirts. Could be either. Kendall. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, make sure. See if your your extension offices uh, don't. Maybe they'll have one too. So, but if you've uh, taken the other one and you're interested in advanced beekeeping, uh, these are for just advanced bees only. Um, <laughs> Friday, September 29th uh, is the uh, way to go. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers in terms of things that are being featured. Now, I'm looking at millburgernursery.com, and it's telling me that right now perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container. You'll find a special group of perennials on sale. These are some of your favorites, like plumbago, pentas, lantanas, milkweed, Mexican heather, and more on sale in the one-gallon for just three eighty-eight. dollars uh, Millburgers has fall tomatoes featured as well. And all your favorites. Millburgers chooses varieties that are known to do well in our South Texas soils. Now you can choose from HM 1823, Bobcat 444, Celebrity, Tycoon, and there's a wide variety of transplants ranging from the quarter size to the gallon size. So you can choose whatever you like over there at Millburgers. This week you'll also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale, Theralis, and much, much more. And go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out about the upcoming events at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We like to keep it cool in the summertime. Just any pool won't do we go big time. Still, the big is so fantastic. Still, the one and only classic. Always the hottest, coolest night. Always treat it Schlitterbond Water Parks. Get discounted tickets at Schlitterbond.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt, and there is nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. 
If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos. 210-558-2834. TonyRamosLaw.com. Hi, this is Carl Amari, host of Hollywood 360, where I present the best in classic radio. It's the show about all things entertainment. Join Carl Amari for Hollywood 360, Sunday nights at midnight on 9.30 a.m. The answer. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray, and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. Breaking news. President Trump's nominee to head of the FBI is pledging to remain free from political interference. Stimulating talk. Michael Jackson's chimp bubbles is now an artist selling paintings for up to two thousand dollars. I'd like to know who bought a painting by a chimp for two grand. The answer. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Blake along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Carlo back at the station waiting for your calls at 308-8867. 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308. Looks like Trace is coming up. I think he might be. Did you all send him to look for something? I, I'm trying to no, remember. No, I didn't. Uh-oh, he's coming up. He looks okay. Doesn't look angry. No, that's a, okay. Did you want to come on the air? You want to talk to us? How you doing, Trace? I'm doing fine. Okay. He's actually selling grass in the back. That's what he said. Yep. That's, that's kind of exciting. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, people coming in because of the wet weather makes it easier to get it to root? or uh, it's, cer- it's certainly uh, nice and cool to lay it. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Beautiful. It's hot when you're laying it and requires well, a little we, extra effort. We saw a hawk fly through here. It looked like a Cooper's hawk and uh, Inca doves every, everywhere here. So a little less customer pressure makes a lot more room for wildlife. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everybody will be back. <laughs> so are you, uh, do we want to talk about when you're going to get some more grass in or not mention that? Uh, there's no answer on that. It's got to stop raining. The field's got to dry out. Yeah, we got I would project probably uh, two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. Didn't you, uh, but it's all predicated to when it stops raining at the sod farm, yeah, too. Yeah, And we've been talking about the uh, winter gardening, of course, and, uh, and when you said the first trickle of uh, winter vegetables would come. Yeah, there's a few of them out there. Oh, are there? So anybody that wants really wants to jump ahead. And uh, 
they might accidentally, you know, if we have the 70-degree weather continuum. Continue. This is perfect. Oh, isn't that way? Oh, yeah. Did you cover, did y'all cover those tomatoes? No. Well, they look good. They look good. They, they took, the, all, took the wind. It's all about that bigger pot. And yeah. And those, those are new ones that... Uh, uh, the, the the new ones, the, the little dwarfs, uh, are looking real good. See how they're, they're the ones on the end. There? Yep, yep. They're they're looking real good. Ruby Ruby Crush. So I hope I hope uh, hope everybody will give those a try this year. And uh, we're we're anxious to see if they're going to be heat setters. So, so you haven't seen any fruit on your Ruby Crush yet, right? Hi, chat. No, Calvin. Well, the Ru- Ruby Crush are right there with the red tags, and they're. Full of blooms. Yeah, they are. Uh, right there at the end, right? Well, the bulk of them are right there with the red tags. Oh, okay. The, one, the ones that are blooming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and those are about the same size as the, as the ones in my garden. Of course, I just planted those so a week ago, 10 days ago. Now, normally on Sundays we talk about what's coming in, <laughs> but this is a weird Sunday. Is it? Is it probably um, not a... Yeah, I'm gonna. St- I have to survey. Okay. Uh, what did, any, did anything come in though um, that uh, was exciting or interesting for uh, the coming last weekend? Because now you're gonna start getting the. Aren't you start getting the winter stuff in? Well, soon. Okay. You know, a lot a lot of people don't realize that the that the grass that I'd say ninety percent of the grass that the uh, Millburger sells come from around Bay City and. Oh, over in the Houston area, where they're getting, what do you say, Milton, four feet of water or something? They they said that on uh, SRN News at the top of the hour, that before it's over, uh, models uh, predict that uh, Houston, there are some areas of Houston that will get 50 inches of rain. Which would be a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot. historic <laughs> record for Texas. Yeah, exactly. Most, you most rain ever Texas. Texas ever got on any of its locations? Yeah, that's 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 in feet. That's uh, four four a little more than four Imagine feet of in rain. A bucket, huh? Wow! My little four-inch gauge. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, was, you're going to have to uh, dive into the water to get your gauge and pull it out. Um, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to empty it fast enough. And, uh, and then and then Trey said that. Uh, that Arthur Milberger sent him a picture of the of the on the the uh, turf grass field actually being underwater. Yep. And so a lot a lot of people don't realize, <laughs> you know, they well I'll just go to the nursery and give me some grass, some sod, but that sod has to be grown somewhere, and. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it's at the mercy of the uh, weather as to whether or not you can harvest or cut it. That's true. So uh, it, it, go, it goes back to this, uh, where do you get the grocery when you don't get it from the farmer? You know, you get it from H-E-B. That's what a lot of people think. Well, that, that's, that's, that's the truth. That's the way it is with uh, horticulture crops as well. But uh, so... That the facade's going to be in a little bit short supply for another couple of weeks, but uh, you'll still have plenty of time. We we plant uh, for the for the. In other words, I imagine it'll be good sod when it comes in because it 
the gay got some. You think it'll have enough moisture? Water. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, water. Uh, well, in the meantime, Mayberger's sod is is cut from a clay soil. So uh, it's 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 a heavy soil uh, on there. In the meantime, which, which, concentrate which, which, on getting those fall tomatoes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, also the butterfly, get all the butterfly plants in. The monarch should be. Uh, I, I, I saw one last week, but I haven't seen any since. But monarch should be here soon, September and October. Uh, so get those plants in the mist flower and the, well. Uh, the tropical uh, milkweed and the butterfly weed, zinnias, all all those all the blooming plants, the lantanas. Hey Trace, I also confirm that I've got this right. So next Saturday uh, will be the makeup date for the children's fall gardening veg, 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 ah, vegetable class uh, that Mary will do. And that's going to be from 10 to 11. Yes. 497-3760 is the number to call to RSVP. What number? 497-3760. Good. Thank you. I slowed it down for you. 497-3760. And then on the 9th will be David, uh, the makeup class. We're going to combine. He was going to be doing part two of the uh, fall vegetable gardening class. This is for adults. Um... And uh, we're going to put one and two together, and Dave's just going to talk twice as fast. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that one doesn't need a reservation. You just come out on the 9th at 1030 to noon and uh, and be a part of that. So that's coming up. And go to MillbergerNursery.com for more details on the two events. MillbergerNursery.com. The other plants that really are beautiful here at the nursery, the uh, Point Siena is booming up a storm. Pride of Barbados, another name. And the Theralis that Jerry and I have been talking about, a lot of it, and it's in full bloom. And Esperanza, uh, get the firebush in on your patio f- for the hummingbirds, because we had one listener that called in and said the, she saw her first hum- ruby throat f- for the fall. And so the, the migrants are moving. And what they do in the fall is they, it's really kind of confusing. They move seems like they move north and south, east and west. and there's, well, But the net result is that you usually get a lot of different birds uh, at your feeders and at your nectar-producing plants. And one of the best best ones to bring them in the patio is a uh, firebush. Penta is another good one, and we've got uh, the penta. There's some really nice big ones yeah. over by the gazebo. Pentas. Mm. Uh, Jerry's fire spike for the shade, too. Uh, so... Get ready, get ready for that uh, hummingbird. They're they're fun to watch. We didn't have a plant of the weekend. You want to get a plant of the moment? Um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I didn't prepare myself very well. That's all right. Well, you were kind of busy. I got uh, a question in uh, about Myers lemon. Said I have Myers lemon that is producing fruit, but the fruit has a very rough texture and it's pithy. Pith, pity, pity, pity. Pithy? P-I-T-H-Y. Pity. Pithy. Pithy. Uh, what would cause this to happen to the fruit? Can high wind and high temperatures cause this, or is it a virus or pest related? I think it's a, a, actually, uh, I see that on, on young citrus. He, he, he didn't say how old it is. 
Uh, but uh, a lot of times on young, fast-growing trees, mm-hmm. uh, on satsuma, I see it on satsumas and, uh, and lemons as well. Grapefruits. Grapefruit, yeah. That the first fruit, and uh, it's big. It's, it, it's puffy and big. The first fruit, and people think, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get a... <laughs> get a giant fruit on there and then when they open up it's it's like you say it's a uh, rough texture and pithy inside. and i and i think this is kind of a throw the dice year because of that freeze we had right and then that all that hundred degree heat now citrus is tough and if you keep it watered they do well but uh i'm surprised some of mine have fruit that i wouldn't expect to, to have fruit so it'll be kind of Interesting to see what the quality, yeah, of the fruit. But it's is. not not rough like this guy's. No, the the lemons look good. I just got a few limes. Uh, satsumas, kind of erratic in size. Mm-hmm. Uh, no grapefruits. Uh, what else? We go? oh, my favorite uh, the kumquats. They're full. <laughs> and the, uh, your, what, what was the one that? Uh, Calamundo. Calamundo. They, they're full. They're just large. blooming up a storm right now on setting Are they really? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Can't well, beat that Calamundo. Well, Jerry promised they would bloom up a storm. There yeah, you go. I did. Did you let them dry down a little bit, too? Did no, you? this is the one I got here at Milberger's. It's oh, a consistent producer. <laughs> so, the ones that Jerry introduced are us huge to trees, are, are a nice uh, 12 foot tall. Oh, really? Unbelievably attractive hedge plant. I just wish I had huh. 30 of them there, but I got See there? Two. Yeah. There no, there's you didn't even, you didn't even talk about that. There. That's like a bonus. Uh, <laughs> I thought they were going to be dwarf. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> sh- nobody remembers. You don't. Uh, you don't. Yeah, the fruit is kind of erratic, but uh, I don't know if there's any fruit on them. I'd have to look real close. It's not yeah. obvious. We've had some people that have had fruit on them. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, like Billy yeah, did. And, yeah, yeah, a lot of people have. Forest, you know, it's in, in this days of fake news, you there are a lot of people reported they had fruit on them. <laughs> All right, 308-8867. We have time. Maybe we can sneak in one more call, so call us real quick. And but this is not, this is, this rough fruit on the, the is that? Trace. Caught by rapid uh, just, uh, We can always, we need to remind folks, what, over 55 Tuesday is the, oh, or is it 60? 65. 60. 60, 60. okay. So the, always uh, on Tuesdays. If you're 60 or over, you get a 10 percent discount mm-hmm. here at Millburgers. And then the other thing that I think I know uh, that's you, on you, you emphasize it on actually oh, if, everything's if, if there's an item still on sale, they would still get their discount. Oh, that's uh-huh. a great wow on it. Man. And then you get you get the uh, special uh, ten if you get ten purchases here at. At Millburgers, then you get that fifty-dollar gift certificate, which yep, is yep, yep. It, it doesn't take long to get to rack that up if you you're have a gardener fill it up in eight nine weeks. Yep. Uh, so the frequent flower, no, the frequent planter card or buyer. Okay, I was trying to be clever, trying to get that. You know that that didn't work though. 
No, it didn't. No, okay. I'll be quiet now. Um, okay, so yeah, that is a nice uh, little feature too with the uh, the frequent buyer card. Um, let's see, we mentioned that. Anything else coming up uh, in the month of September? Because August is practically over. I think that's uh, that's about it. So uh, and then after that, it'll be Halloween preparations. Uh, there's already preparations for that. I saw yeah, there was the hay some, already. The, the hay, yes. part of the hay is already oh. here. And I think that's why it's raining. Pumpkins too. Uh, that's what they said last yeah, week. That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's sure exactly what Roger and Claudette said. Historically, uh, we get the hay in and it pours down rain. Uh, <laughs> makes the hay wet. I think Claudette's words as she was w- walking off the porch were. I don't care what they're predicting. Uh, I don't care. We put the hay out, it will rain uh, here in San Antonio. <laughs> but we so. kept it pretty dry. Good. Good. Lots of plastic and uh, even put some pallets of soil up against them so the wind couldn't blow. Oh, that was good. That was smart. All right. So, listen, anything else before we have to go? we got about 30 seconds left. I think that's it. Cool. Thanks, Trace. All right. We're going to begin to say goodbye for today. I want to remind you, you can find out the information about the upcoming um, workshops, uh, children's or adults at MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com uh, is the place to go for that and much, much more. So uh, on behalf of the docs, I want to thank Carlo back at the station for getting all the calls on the air and uh, making it sound like everything was running so smooth. Uh, you can also call Carlo, too, if you wanted to more information about the beekeeping stuff. All right. We'll say goodbye for today. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.